We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, Michael's back. This is the wrong song. We need a, we need a, we need a whole new song for Michael Battle. My goodness. This is called the mom and Michael hour. And of course, it's my favorite hour to end a Sunday night. Thank you for sticking and staying with us. So many of you tell me that you love this hour. And so do I. Jonathan Lowe has been our, um, our producer tonight. And of course he does the eight, I'm sorry, the seven to nine o'clock hours. And then Chris Tubbs is my second producer who does the center stage. And then the mom and Michael hour. We just have a great time. Welcome back, son. How are you? Thank you so much. I am fantastic. I'm tired for all the best reasons because, as you may know, it's holiday party season. And they're back to back. And they're on weekdays. And then the weekends. And they're, like, work-related. There's work functions and then, like, other work parties. I, I literally, in one night, I had, a, had a, a party at the office and then a party for a vendor, or, or rather a party that, that a vendor of mine threw for all mm-hmm. of us at the office. And... It was across across the street, so I went from copious amounts of free food, desserts, and drinks, and I walked across the street to more copious amounts of free food and dessert and drinks. Now I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. My <laughs> my waistline is complaining. Um, oh but- come on, Michael! You always say that. That is so not true. Well, it's wonderful. What There's did you gain? A pound and a half there. or something? Well, see, I'm over here doing squats, trying to keep up because you know this year I'm determined not to come home for Christmas bigger. You know, because I usually by this time of year, I'm like, oh, let me roll into roll into town for the holiday. That is <laughs> so not true. Oh, my gosh, you know Michael, your muscles are much bigger when you come home. That's it. True. Well, you know, the good news is I did just see you in person. So I know, you know we were in New York there. together. Yay! We were in New York together. It was amazing. You looked amazing. Uh, and it was my first time seeing you in New York since the premiere of the film for a Prairie, a Prairie Home Companion Prairie Home in 2006. And we were at the wow. exact same hotel as back then. So it was beautifully nostalgic, the whole thing. And you were one of the, what was the title that you held? Um, I mean, Assistant uh, Gopher. Assistant, the, the, assistant Gopher, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the non-sports Gopher in the Twin Cities, yeah. I, I think I was technically assistant to cast, but basically... Uh, Garrison and team, was, was, were, but they were just very nice to allow me to be on set and to help out. Uh, and I just was so thankful to be there and to see what it's like being on, on a real movie set of that caliber and that size. With some real movie stars. I mean, come on. Huge, it was Garrison huge, Keeler. Huge. It was Lily Tomlin. It was, Mer- uh, uh, oh my gosh, Gerilyn. Meryl Streep, John Meryl C. Street, Riley, John C. Woody Riley, Harrelson. Tom, Tom, what's his name? Tim Tom. The, he was not kind. What was his name? Come on. 
Everybody knew him. Oh, um, Tommy, yeah. Um, Tommy. I can't, I, the, the guy from Men in Black, I can see. That's it. I, it's not Tommy Lee that, Jones. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. Oh, thank Maya God. Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson was Maya Rudolph. Hitter. She was pregnant, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, we had a good time on that set. It was like a family. It was just like a family. And the director... Um, the, the main director was, um, oh my God, I Robert, love his Altman. Movies. Robert Altman, I love his movies. It was just so wonderful. I'll never forget when he came and stood by me to, to talk to the, um, to, to the cast and he stood by mm-hmm. me and put his arm on my shoulder for the whole time he talked, which was like an hour. And I was just sitting there shaking. I know he could feel me shaking because <laughs> I love his work so much, you know. But we were in New York, Michael. I was telling Jonathan about this, that we had the opportunity to see a beautiful noise. And it is the music of Neil Diamond and his his story. And Jonathan was saying, yeah, I'm not a big fan of his music. Well, so many people are. And then there are those who are not. And that's I just, just fine. Right. I never said I'm not a a big fan. I'm not a fan or anything like. I just said it's aight. It's aight. Well, I, if I can add to that, Jonathan, I don't know his music at all. I mean, I, obviously, uh, "Sweet Caroline" is the big song that everyone knows. That one I knew was his, but outside of that, I literally know zero Coming to America. Oh, I, come on, you know that. Coming to America. Come on. Well, but. But but I, so it, when that came up during the show, I was like, oh, that's one of his. I didn't know that the songs, the other songs of his that I did recognize, I didn't know were his songs. So I, I like Jonathan. I don't really know much about it. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the artist, even though as I learned in the show, he was a huge, huge star, gigantic. Uh, said, not just was, was he still is? Yeah. I still. I mean, he's not performing show. like he used to, but yeah. Right. But it, it was like being at a rock concert. It was really, really fun. So even if you don't know all the music, I would say definitely check it out because it was just so much fun to be in that theater with that, again, rock concert experience of the show, which also had some wonderful drama. And if I may add, some magic tricks, some very unexpected magic tricks in the opening of that show. <laughs> of course, not presented as a quote unquote magic trick, but they do these, these, these theatrical effects in the opening number. And I, of course, knew what, what, I, what I was watching on stage. I'm like, there's magic happening on stage. Do you see that? <laughs> so it was very, very cool. Loved it. It was. And they had some of everyone in the cast. You know, there were people who were super thin. There were people who were big and beautiful. I mean, it was really amazing to see so many people of different backgrounds and to see how different they were and how they all worked in tandem. It was beautiful. I, I really, it really was. enjoyed this show a lot and would encourage Minnesotans to please get out there and see it in New York City. And by the way, did I have a good time in Times Square? You know I did. You know I did, Michael. We had a chance to to walk and go see Central Park, and oh my, we just had a blast. I loved that trip, and I would love to go back. I'm not going to kid you, and I've never loved New York City. I loved it, but I loved. I'm it the exact trip. same I really way. I, I usually could only handle that city for three to four days, and something about that trip was magical. I did, I didn't want to leave and go home. I just I was having so much fun. We saw our friends. And Me too. Uh, Joey and I saw three shows total, two with you, the one we just talked about on the course. We also saw Lion King. Not sure if you've talked about that. 
And I know I haven't talked about that. And you know, the thing was, I only saw Lion King at the Orpheum Theater in downtown Minneapolis on Hennepin. Um, and I had never seen it on Broadway. And, and you and I both talked about it. We came up with a couple of options. Well, three. What was that one called? Loose something. Loose. Wasn't it called Loose? Oh, the what other show? Where you, you finally oh. listened to the- yeah, oh, what because, was that? Okay, so yeah, I was trying to figure out what other shows to see. And uh, A Strange Loop is closing, right. and I, I'm not sure if it's going to tour, so I was thinking Loop. I should go see that show. Uh, since it won all these awards, I think it won a Pulitzer, and it won several Tonys. Um, and then on the it plane to New York. Wow. I was it? Yeah, I won a Pulitzer and a Tony. It's, it's like the one of the first shows in history to, to do that. Um so I said, you know what? I, I know nothing about this show. Let me go. I've seen like a quick trailer for it. But I was like, let me listen to the music of it on the plane there and see if I, if I like the music. And if so, and then you we'll kept go saying to me, and, Mom, we're going to go see that. We're going to go see it. We're going to go see it. I was like, no, no I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was saying that we that that, that that Joey and I wanted to go see Hades Town. But for a strange loop, I just wanted to consider it since I knew I, I wouldn't likely have a chance to go see the original cast. Uh, any other time, and it's a newer show. But I, I pulled up the music on YouTube on the plane and listened to it, and I got about five songs in and just turned it off and couldn't do it. Um, it was one of the worst, again, having not seen the show, but the, just the music, one of the worst musicals I ever listened to in my life. It was so extraordinarily crass, unnecessary, um, self-involved, narcissistic and pointless that I, I just, I was stunned that it even made it to Broadway. Uh, and I'm not surprised that it didn't do well. And the Pulitzer. Now, mind you, and the Pulitzer. Now, mind you, this is a show with an all-black cast. It has a black gay lead, and it's all about a black gay narrative uh, and black queer people. And uh, so one could say that I'm the target market for it. Um, and my Lord, I hated it with passion. <laughs> so I didn't go see it, obviously, because I heard, you know, the first five, six songs that I was done. Uh, maybe if it tours and I can go sit, you know, way in the back for cheap tickets, I will go try to give it a second chance. But that, those first few songs were just deeply uh, unnecessary and time that I can't get back. So thankfully we didn't go see that. We saw Lion King instead. And then you left before Joey and I did, but then we, we went and saw Hades Town one of our favorite shows that we saw touring first uh, here in Los Angeles. So we went to go see that on Broadway because uh, we love, love the music and we love that show so much. And the coolest thing was it was almost all of the original Broadway cast and they they were in perfect voice. So we're sitting there, I think in the third or fourth row in the orchestra center listed. It felt like we, we were listening to the album because their vocals were so perfect and on point to what the recording is. Uh, it was just the, the acting was amazing. It was just a beautiful experience. So I know that you have no interest in seeing Hades Town, but I hope one of these tours, one of these times, you'll get get to check it out. Okay, so isn't that the show where everything takes place in hell? No, that is not at all what happens. It's the story of <laughs> Hades and Persephone married okay. with, married with the story of Orpheus Orpheus and Eurydice. Uh, and so it's two love stories intertwined into one. And they just, I think we've talked about it briefly, briefly before, but it's the title doesn't really encapsulate what it's about. And the trailer for it 
and even the, the performances on YouTube and whatnot mm-hmm. in no way reflect the uh, extraordinary uh, extraordinary experience that is this show and how beautiful it is and you know what the the the, the true love story is of this play. Yeah, it was a love story, and I do understand that, son. But, you know, wasn't it about hell? It wasn't at all? There was no, no hell? No, it isn't. Wasn't it there, underground, there is, like beneath, like close to the center of the earth? There is yeah. hell, hell, but it's not, it isn't about hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, just, it's not. It shouldn't Tell be called. Tell me more. It, 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 <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Cause so 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 Hades lives in Hades town down below, but everything about it is terrible and dark. And then Persephone, his love is up above, and and, and of course their their love is what makes the seasons go back and forth. Because when it's spring and summer, Persephone is above ground, living her best life. Things are warm and wonderful and full of flowers and love and wine. And then because she misses her love, he invites her back down to Hades town to spend the winter with him, which is why things get cold. That's kind of the the Greek myth behind this this lore. In the play, and then um, Orpheus meets Eurydice, and she in this play is kind of like a combination of Mimi and Roger from Rent, uh, which of course is based off based off, based off of La Boheme. And there's actually um, a few homages to both of those storylines in here because the playwright clearly knew that you know these characters were like that. But she's a poor girl on the streets, and he is the way it's projected. Actually, a little bit. Uh, on the spectrum, a little, as they say in the play, touched, uh, and his mother was amused. And he is a singer, beautiful voice, songwriter, and falls in, falls in love with her at first sight. And so the two stories play uh, together throughout the whole process. And in the end, of course, um, the, the, the story of, of the two young lovers is the same that we have. I think it's what in the Bible where they're trying to escape Babylon, and the city is burning, and the whole rule is you just can't turn around. Right. It's that same right. Greek, the Greek myth version of that, where if they're going to is he, she gets taken to Hades town. He loves her so much. He travels there uh, across this long road to save her uh, because of their true love. He goes all the way down to this horrible place to go get her. And Hades does choose to release them. But on the one condition that they can walk back out of Hades town. But Orpheus can't turn around to ensure that she is still there following him out of Hades. Uh, well, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know if I'll sleep well tonight, but here is what I found. It, what is the main idea of Hades Town? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What yeah. is the what is the main idea of Hades Town? And it says, in addition to criticisms of greed, isolationism, and exploitation of workers, sounds like hell to me. The theme of climate change hovers throughout. As Persephone is that the name who brings spring and harvest. Persephone, thank you, spends half a year in the underworld while the living suffer from bitter storms, famine, and poverty. Now, that sounds like hell. Somewhere in Revelation, there's got to be hell. But you're missing the point. What am I missing? The (laughs) love affair that they got together and had a beautiful life? What? Is that all of the bad things happening here? What am I missing? All the bad things happening in the show come from Hades Town. It's not glorifying Hades Town. It's saying that we should spend time there. Everything in the show that refers to it is saying how bad it is. And yes, it does refer to our current culture, politics, and uh, saying that it's about climate change. For me, is a bit of a stretch. I think it's reading too far into what the show is. Um, but at its core, it is just yeah. two beautiful love stories with extraordinary music throughout. 
You still there? Okay, son, we got to take a break. There's so much more I need to say, but I won't. Thank you so much for bringing Can you hear me, son? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. All right, everyone, we're going to take a delay, break. delay, but I can hear you. Okay, John, are you there? Okay, Michael, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is now 1028 here at WCCO. Welcome back to the Mom and Michael Hour. And, of course, we've got movies to talk about and so much more. And, of course, Jonathan Law is our producer tonight. And my son, Michael Battle, is joining us. Thank you for sticking and staying with us in this 10 o'clock hour. I tell you, Lion King was not the same Lion King it was here, Michael. Um, the Lion King I saw at the Orpheum Theater was fantastic, amazing, bring tears to your eyes. And it didn't do that for me in New York. And so this was your first time seeing it, correct? First time seeing it ever. I haven't seen any touring versions of The Lion King. So I came in with, with very, you know, I won't say low expectations, but I just didn't want to go in there thinking it was going to be too amazing since you know the show was built in the 90s but in the end for me it was it was a fun experience but it, it reads as a kid's show which it kind of i feel like it has turned into or rather is uh, and i didn't mind that it was fun but it wasn't it didn't seem meant to be as deeply impactful as some of the other uh shows on broadway if you had seen the very the the same one that i saw i'm telling you i was in tears it was so beautiful and i brought your cousin Jordan with me, he was eight years old. He loved it. Um, but I didn't think it was a children's show at all. It was just powerful and beautiful to look at. And this one was okay to look at, but it just wasn't the same one that was developed here in the Twin Cities. It was developed here. It started here. So, yeah, I wish you could have seen that one uh, here in the Twin Cities because it was just remarkable. But I'm really grateful that I had a chance to see the one on Broadway. At least I can say I saw it. And uh, there were some really Same great singers. Here. Yeah, there were some great singers in that, for real. So, yeah. Now, I, I do want to talk to you. I know we got to take a break here in just a second, but bros versus spoiler alert. And I know you wanted me to look at the trailers. I could not get um, the bros trailer because it just kept sounding really weird. Um, so I wasn't able to mm-hmm. listen to that one or watch that one. But, boy, spoiler alert. Oh, my God, I can't wait for you to talk about it. Um, so we're going to have to take a break and then uh, do some weather and then come back and talk about it, all right? 
Sounds great. Okay, we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele, in our final hour. It is now 1037, and my son, Michael Battle, has been joining us for this hour. Hi, Michael. So sorry about the technology uh, challenges we have had tonight. But I, I am so excited to talk to you about comparing two shows. You asked me to compare two shows, Bros, B-R-O-S, if I have that correct, versus Spoiler Alert. Yeah, Spoiler Alert is actually the name of a show. If people don't know, it's a movie. Um, no, and I'm, sorry, yeah. Go ahead. It's a movie, yes. Both films, both came out in theaters. And the reason why I want to talk about these two films is because Bros came out um, a few months ago, and the, the whole spin on this one was, oh, it's, it's, it's two gay male leads in a rom-com, um, and frankly, an, an R-rated comedy, and that really had been done before at a big level. There are smaller versions that are out there on streaming services, et cetera, but a, a big film in theaters with, with, with a huge P&A budget behind it, um, that hadn't been done before. Um, and then, of course, we, we just had this new one come out, um, Spoiler Alert, which is actually the name of the movie, not that I'm about to tell you a spoiler about the film. Um, same kind of thing, two gay leads, uh, also, also marked as a rom-com, but a bit more... Uh, a, a bit more on, on the dramatic side for that one. And so I kind of wanted to compare the two in terms of my opinion of these two films, uh, how they've done so far in the box office. And um, yeah, that's the, the preface. <laughs> Shall I continue? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, I just have to tell you, spoiler alert, I absolutely love this trailer. I loved it. It was so raw, so real. I mean, you knew that these, I, I would have thought of them as being seriously in this relationship and that they really knew and loved each other and that they went through so much anger and pain and so much more. It was it was visceral. Yes, uh, but did you get a chance to see the trailer for Bros? I did not. I kept trying to open it. It would not open for me. So tell me more. Okay, so let's start with that. Bros, uh, as mentioned, R-rated comedy came out a few months ago, uh, starring Billy Eichner, who was famous for Billy on the Streets, which were those online YouTube videos where he would walk up to people and ask them annoying questions. I was never a fan of him or that series, but, you know, good for him for writing and producing this movie with him as the star. Um, he followed the same rom- rom-com um pattern as all rom-coms do where, where we have a lead that is usually likable uh who then falls for someone who's out of their league and then magic happens a la christmas or halloween or valentine's day whatever that magic may be and then the two ultimately end up together it's a thing we all know and love for rom-coms and of course this time of year they're quite popular um bros came out and uh just to say they spent 22 million on the film Gross. It only grossed worldwide about 14.7 million, and they probably spent another 20 million marketing this summer. Well, maybe 10 to 15 million marketing, but it was everywhere. The film, which I saw in theaters, is terrible. And let me explain why. Um, yes, it's funny. It's well written. You will laugh. It has funny scenes. It's R-rated for good reasons. There are some wonderfully awkward moments where you're just laughing because you can't believe this is happening. It's funny enough, right? But Billy Eichner is so intensely unlikable. And that is the, the, the key to a successful rom-com is you need to like the protagonist. Male, female, gay, straight, whatever they are, we as the audience are, 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 are living vicariously through the protagonist, and they're chasing some person who's out of their league, and we want them to get that person. You, you need to want them to succeed. But 
his whole shtick is he's kind of like um, Larry. Uh, who's the guy from Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry David. He's oh, Larry, like Larry David. Yeah. From he's like the younger gay version of Larry David in that he is so off-putting and annoying, uh, and that that fuels his comedy, which is fine and well in his other material. But here, where he needs to be likable, for me, it just threw the whole movie off, and the film crashed and burned in the box office, oh, as I just mentioned. Oh my goodness. So everyone was hoping that this would open doors to have other uh, movies with gay leads. And then there was this vicious conversation online where, you know, people on, on who were more conservative said this is, what, this is what Hollywood gets for trying to have this gay rom-com. Of course, it did terribly. No one wants to see this. This is terrible. And other, other people would say, no, we should, we should support this. And then, of course, Billy Eichner jumped into the conversation and blamed this on straight people. And said, so, well, you just won't support when the truth is, it's him. He was the problem. <laughs> this movie would have done so much better if he just wasn't in it. But he was the producer and the writer, so of course he had made himself a star. And frankly, I can't blame him. If I had produced and wrote a movie, I'd put myself in it too. And it, would, I, would I be the best person for it? I'm not sure, but sure as heck, I'd put myself in that movie. So uh, when it comes down to it, this really didn't fail because of the gay or straight issue, or even because it was R-rated, it failed because he should never be in a romantic comedy. He was the problem. That said, I was interested in Spoiler Alert, the new film that just came out um, this weekend. And by just came out, it's only in about uh 700 something theaters so it hasn't gone wide yet and i'm sorry i don't know when it's going to go wide but hopefully it will soon but it came out in theaters and i'm interested to see when it does go wide how it does to see if it you know crashes and burns just like bros did or if this one uh is, is a bit different um cast wise uh th- this one stars jim parsons who, who, who of course of course was made famous on, on the big bang theory yep we've seen him in all sorts of great movies in the past he's shown he has some serious dramatic a- acting chops and although spoiler alert in the trailer has some uh, light beats it's some 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 funny moments as you just mentioned it really is a drama it's, it's a bit of a tearjerker and they're showing you that in the trailer that this is going to yes, have some are. weight to it. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a story about uh, a man whose boyfriend ends up with cancer, and it does have Christmas themes in it, but it's a bit heavier, and it's not trying to be an R-rated comedy. It's PG-13 uh, drama that has moments of comedy in it. Went to go see it in theaters. Um, interesting thing, the first half of Spoiler Alert is a little bit of a mess, it can't quite find its legs. It doesn't quite know where it's going. It can't quite find its tone appropriately. Um, and it's it's really hard to let yourself get into it because there's this enormous 12-year age gap between Jim Parsons and the man playing his boyfriend. Right. And it's really noticeable. And I'm, I mind you that there's an age gap between my partner and, and myself. That's not the problem. It's just on screen, it doesn't look quite as believable because I don't know why they cast uh, the boyfriend so much younger than Jim Parsons or why they even cast Jim Parsons in that role. And then I realized in the credits that Jim Parsons was the producer. <laughs> so we kind of have that same situation on Bros where you know it's based on a book and i'm sure the the man who wrote the book got a hold of jim parsons and jim parsons or he read it and said i want to make this and he put himself in the lead because that's what you do when you have the power to make your own con your own content 
but sometimes to the detriment of that very content. The saving grace here is the second half of Spoiler Alert. The tone really then finds its stride. It turns into a really grounded drama about a partner trying to deal with all of the layers of things that happen with, what happens with someone you love falling ill. Um, and by the you know last 30-something minutes, minutes of that film, we were all sobbing. I mean, not Joey. He hated the movie. But I he was did? Oh, up, my gosh. He, he really didn't like it. I'll put that out there. But I was crying. There was a whole row of people in front of us audibly just snotting, full-on sobbing in this movie. So it gets you, you know? So I, I have a lot of space for imperfect fil- films that find their emotional stride and power and bring you on that journey with them. And, and as you mentioned, to your point, when you first watched the trailer, that bring you into that that truth, that, that, that heavy moment of, of, of real life on screen. So right. if you have to pick between the two, go with spoiler alert. But really, if you're looking for something a bit lighter, more feel-good that has LGBTQIA stars, just go to last year's Single All the Way that came out on Netflix. That one is brilliant, wonderful, happy, well-written. It makes sense, well-cast. Uh, no stars who produce it who put themselves in it. Just two young um, uh, actors who you know you might not have heard before. One was on a Ugly Betty, but he hasn't been on TV in a long time. So basically, unknown. I never liked that title, by the way, Ugly Betty. Just is terrible. Right. It, it was it was such a long time ago that these two leads aren't big names. You know, they're just people on screen you wouldn't know. Uh, so yeah, Sing Along the Way is my pick for uh, gay rom-com holiday movies. And uh, maybe watch Spoiler Alert at home with a very large box of tissue because you will cry. It is very dramatic. Yeah, I kind of had a sense of that, Michael. So I'm really great. I'm happy that you share that with us tonight. Um, I don't know if I'll ever see that movie, and I'm sure it'll be on television eventually, but it's making money, right? It's it's only in about 700 theaters, so it's making a decent amount given the theaters that it's in, but it's not that great. The theater I was in wasn't that full either, so really we'll know in a few weeks or when, when Spoiler Alert ever goes wide how it's going to do in comparison to Bros. But again, this film didn't have the, the advertising budget of Bros. Bros was everywhere out there and this film just doesn't have that same footprint so it's not quite apples to apples but i do think um tone and advertising budget aside that this film at the very least it has better reviews than bros which further debunks billy eichner's uh ridiculous idea that that his film didn't do well for any other reason besides him being in it Wow, that's a lot said right there, Michael. There's a lot said about that. You know, movies really do challenge us like that. You start comparing movies, you know, that come out that are just about the same, or sometimes one movie will come out with one name, but it's the same movie with a different name. You and I have had that conversation before, and it's just maddening to me. Why do they do that? I mean, it's it's it, two titles will go in development at the same time from, from rival studios, and then you know you'll start seeing ads for them about the same time. I, one that's famous for me was the Poseidon Adventure. There's one being <clears> done <throat> at Warner Brothers, and I think another at Universal that was made for TV, and one that was the, the Warner, Warner Brothers one was going to be in theaters, but same title, same exact premise happening at the same time, filming at the same time, and it was like, well, can one of you just stop? Like this is why are there two of these happening at the same time? So. It definitely happens in Hollywood often. Well, isn't that the truth? Now, Michael, we got to take a break, pay some bills, and we'll come up, come back, and rep, and um, wrap up the whole conversation. And it's just been a joy having you on. We'll be back in a moment. 
It is now 10.52 as we wrap up tonight, and uh, it has been just lovely working with you again, Jonathan. I'm glad to hear that you're doing much better. And my son, Michael Battle, of course, joining us in the last hour is just my favorite thing. Michael, i got to ask you, of course, in the New York Times and so many of the papers, um, pitching the GOP on gay marriage bill, Tammy Baldwin leaves nothing to chance. And I'm so grateful for what happened, what went down with this whole thing, um, knowing that we now have this same-sex marriage bill uh, once again, having to have having to protect the same-sex marriage rights, uh, and it finally cleared Congress. And all we're waiting for now is for President Biden to just say, "Yep, I'm signing it. That's it." So it's. It, I was so happy to hear that. Even though you are not married, I am so happy for you know my oldest sister and so many others that I know that have gone through fear. You know, it, it's terrifying to, th- to think about. You get married, they say it's okay and it's just fine, and then all of a sudden they say, "Nope." And this time they said yes. It's so weird to me. What do you feel about this? A weird is, is closer to the feeling. I obviously am really happy about this. But I had uh, steeled myself already for the idea that I would lose the right to marry uh, because of where everything was headed. So I think just I was getting my brain around losing my rights uh, that we just got, you know, in what was that, 08, 09. Um, and then that this was changed, that, that, that this law was passed and that, you know, Biden, of course, will eventually sign it. Um, I, I was elated about it, but it was ju- it was just such a strange reversal of, of the, uh, you know, armor I had put on to get ready for the fight that was going to be yet again having re- Republicans trying to strip me of my rights. Um, so I'm really happy it passed. I'm happy for the re- re- Republican support. That added to the names and helped mm-hmm. us get through. I mean, that that also meant a lot too, because for me, I'm like, okay, we're kind of getting away from this extreme right wing, extreme left wing craziness, and we're getting back to human decency, which is, you know, how what I think most of us are used to in politics. It's always a little spicy, but at the end of the day, uh, people on both sides of the aisle can usually align for to do what's right. So I was encouraged uh, by seeing those names on that list uh, for this bill in particular. Who surprised you the most? Um, I don't know name-wise. Um, I, I didn't even dig that deep. For me, it's like, oh, it passed. There were some Republicans. This was You can't call it bipartisan necessarily, um, but there were some. And then there were you know, the holdouts that, of course, were never going to do it. And there was all those lists published of those who weren't going to do it. Okay, but it was just overall, we're getting somewhere closer to where I think politics should be versus where we have been for so many years where it's just like by one vote, this thing passed or this side blocked the other side and nothing got done. You know, I think as Americans, we're all so tired of that. These stalemates back and forth where unless it is the extreme right or extreme left, no one can agree on anything. So uh, it's less about the the, the names uh, than it is okay, you know, we we got somewhere in the middle and what else can you get done? What else can you as Congress uh, as a whole, what else can you get done uh, that can help Americans? Uh, And of course, in this case, led by the the Democrats, thankfully. um, But overall, I'm so happy that that's a step forward. And then my final question, we only have a a few minutes here, like two minutes. Um, How is it that Cinema had who who uh, ran for office again and she won as a Democrat and now she's changing to independent. How is that even legal? 
I don't know. It reminded me of uh, Rick Caruso, who ran for mayor here, who's been a lifelong Republican, then magically became a Democrat, and then ran against Karen Bass. And, you know, she, Karen Bass won the mayor here in Los Angeles, but Rick, right. you know, he got a lot of votes here. So it reminded me of that. It is annoying. But weirdly, I wasn't mad about it. Because I'm like, you know what? You're an independent, and even if that's your code word for Republican, I think that's really – she's just an old-school Republican. She's a pre-Trump Republican who now calls herself independent, which I'm right. cool with that. More moderates are great. Well, Michael, we have, we are out of town uh, – out of town – out of time, and it has been a joy having you back on. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And, Jonathan, thank you as well. Have a good evening, everyone, and thank you for sticking and staying with Geraldine Steele, Steele Talking. See you next Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.